SMS SAFM now on 41391. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. All right, so from yesterday's address, uh, which followed uh, the uh, meetings with the president and his cabinet as a part of the National Coronavirus Command Council on Sunday, uh, we hear now from the liquor traders who are most affected by last night's announcement as we welcome Lakin Timane, who is a convener of the Liquor Traders Association. Lakin, good morning to you. Thanks for making time. Uh, good morning and good morning to SAFM listeners. Thank you for the opportunity. Okay, so what are you saying then uh, as uh, the Liquor Traders Association on the blanket ban of alcohol? Look, we, we support the message that calls for the need to save lives during this second wave. But we note with concern uh, the announcement that the distribution, the retail and own consumption are banned during the adjusted level three effective, uh, effective uh, midnight last night. So we, we don't see the call. We understand the president had to balance the issue of saving uh, lives as well as uh, serving livelihoods. But we presented alternatives to key entrepreneurs uh, ministers yesterday, and we're of the view that you know those uh, representations were going to be taken uh, into consideration and uh, almost uh, the input uh, fed into the president's announcement last night, but it wasn't to be. We are worried that you know the, the, the alcohol industry is not going to fully recover from this. And we were still trying to recover from the first uh, two lockdowns. So we are deeply concerned about the long-term survival uh, of the provision of uh, the retail sale and on consumption. We note also that the Beer Association of South Africa uh, doesn't agree with the blanket alcohol ban announced either. So what are the alternatives as the Liquor Traders Association that you are uh, championing for, pushing for? So we, 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 we spoke of a need to consider uh, moving towards the off-premise so that people can be able to purchase liquor and consume at home as we felt that, you know, that was the best alternative to support government's efforts in fighting against the COVID-19 pandemic and its resurgence. Uh, we, we felt that this will also be able to almost counter the, the illicit trade of alcohol that is now actually going to take hold from today. The fact that liquor sales have been uh, stopped, it doesn't mean that people are not going to consume alcohol. People are going to find alcohol and buy it. And there is uh, obviously groupings of people that are trading illegally that are going to also take advantage of this situation. But guess what? We'll still take the blame because it's the alcohol that's at stake. People are still going you know, to commit wrong things you know, in the name of alcohol, and we have to take responsibility for that. So we felt that government should have allowed us to operate over a seven-day period so that we could take full responsibility. As we've got programs on the ground that are currently running, that speak to issues of compliance. So we were uh, taken aback you know, that liquor was uh, outright banned. So, I mean, the ban and uh, of the distribution and consumption of alcohol beverages is not only just going to affect, you know, the specific alcoholic or alcohol industry, but other, you know, uh, value chain actors like, you know, restaurants, tavern owners and all of that, and even those who make packaging materials for the alcohol. What are you predicting is going to be the damage this time around? We know last time uh, there was about five billion rand lost. Hello, Lucky? Yes, yeah, sorry, you were cutting a bit. I'm sorry about that. So this will potentially lead to serious job losses across the entire value chain. And if you look at the alcohol industry as a whole, it employs about 1 million people. But Thailand specifically, they employ about 250,000 direct jobs. And, and at December or festive season is a, is a time where, you know, uh, the liquor traders make a significant uh, uh, sales that, that, that enables them to to sustain themselves during a quiet period of January and, and, and February and March. Now that, you know, we're not able to trade over a two-week period, means that we won't be able to 
you know, survive almost the next six months or so. But we're worried that, you know, a lot of taverns will not be able to come back online. In fact, you know, we can, we can, we can even uh, foresee a majority of taverns struggling to open when we are allowed to trade it. Mm. You do mention also that, you know, the closure is going to increase illicit sale of alcohol, which is another thought that I had, you know, this morning uh, that, I mean, we know that that's what happened the first time, uh, you know, before with the lockdown regulations and clearly it's going to continue even now. Is this something that you feel the National Coronavirus Command Council did not take into consideration then the increase in illicit sale of alcohol? Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm really struggling to hear you, but I'm, I'll try to, to respond to what I, I think I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the issue, the issue with the issue with illicit trade of alcohol is that it, 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 it is something that just goes unabated, and the process of which we feel that supports you know illegal, other illegal activities like uh, crime and and, 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 and and contraband activities. It's just going to be difficult for you know for the real legal market to come back online. We are worried about the independent liquor traders, you know, ability to be able to fully function uh, after this ban because now you have created a secondary uh, market that then supplies the industry and that is illegal. That is a real concern, and obviously that will feed into other other, other crimes as a result of these proceeds that come from uh, this space. That is that is a real concern, but. I think for us, the job issue is a serious one. Uh, people now need to consider how they're going to send their kids to school next year, how they're going to take care of their families, how they're going to put food on the table. But also, we are alive to the fact that we are in a second wave. There is a serious pandemic that we're dealing with as a country. Hence, we felt that the president should have uh, taken our uh, suggestion uh, to heart and really uh, consider opening off premise over a seven-day period, maybe restrict hours in line with the curfew. That would have worked better because uh, people who have been encouraged to consume liquor at home and the health sector as well will have been uh, saved the issue of having to deal with trauma cases linked to alcohol because now you not have congestions at, these, at liquor places. Uh, people will have uh, been discouraged from a drink and drive because they have now consumed alcohol at home. Do you feel there should be some sort of fund then that government uh, implements to make sure that the industry is uh, given some sort of relief? Yes, by all means. I mean, I've just had a chat with a lot of liquor trailers this morning. And there is a real concern. A lot of restaurants and pubs, uh, their business model uh, requires them to sell alcohol. In fact, their revenue split, that uh, alcohol plays a bigger part, you know, just over 60%. Their inability to sell liquor in the next two weeks means that it is not feasible for them to open their doors. Now they have to shut down. So in the next two weeks, uh, the workers that are linked to those uh, establishments will not be able to get an income. Uh, and other traders as well had stopped in for food you know, to be ready to serve over the festive uh, period. Now it means that food is going to go into waste. So the losses are not just uh, the inability to be able to trade during this period, but the investment made to ensure that those uh, establishments are able to function properly over the festive season. So the losses are massive. You know, if, if you look at, there's about 3,300 uh, independent liquor traders in the country and close to 40,000 taverns and over 5,000 restaurants. Now that mm. entire sector uh, is doomed. And... The government has not spelled out what mechanisms they're going to use to review uh, the issue of us being able to return to trade uh, on the 15th of January. That is also worrying. Now we have to second-guess government uh, move, next move, which is unfair, really, on the second.
Mm. Uh, talking about alternatives, if we can go back to that, the Beer Association of South Africa was reported to have said that the industry would deploy about 500 patrollers across the country to ensure COVID-19 compliance in liquor outlets. So these would be people walking around, uh, going into taverns, going into shabins and restaurants, as well as uh, liquor outlets to make sure that uh, people are, you know, adhering to what they need to. And then they'd report those institutions that, uh, to the license boards that uh, didn't uh, comply. Would this have been effective? Yeah, yeah. so the, 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 the issue of community patrollers has been uh, in effect from the 4th of December, where 500 patrollers were spread across 85 uh, police stations across the country, uh, focusing on hotspots, as it were. But that number was increased by the liquor manufacturers, uh, comprising of SAB, Distel, Heineken, Penerica, and Giaju, to 1,000. Uh, and then also to complement uh, the, the work that was being done by the community patrollers, uh, it is still funded an initiative called Tavern Compliance Program that seeks to address issue of compliance amongst tavern uh, owners. As I'm talking to you now, I'm in KZN, uh, having a session in, in uh, Kwamashu, Umlazi, and Inanda, talking to liquor traders in that space to ensure that they fully comply. And we're not going to stop because there is now a ban on, on liquor. We're still going to continue with this program. Tomorrow, we are in Rustenburg, you know, talking to liquor traders there. For us, it's very critical that we support government's efforts in fighting the COVID-19 pandemic by ensuring that we as liquor traders are compliant fully to COVID-19 regulations and we operate our business in a safe way that fully supports you know, the, the health sector, uh, as it were. All right. Let's leave it there for now. Thank you for your time, uh, Lucky. Thank you so much. Lucky Ntimane is convener of the Liquor Traders Association. So.